Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. How the hell are we on a Friday well, morning? Well, yeah, good. I mean, I'd feel better if my uh, my Super Bowl pick was uh, was still alive Ooh, right now. Yeah, yeah that, that one went to the to the locker room last night, my guy. Yeah, that's, it did. That's going to go yeah. ahead and wrap yeah. that up. Yeah. <laughs> Just to wrap not... that one. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens get it done 34-20, the final, as Eddie Garcia laid out in his top-of-the-hour update. But the story is a story in the game, and it involves injuries. Uh, first, what we do know, according to John Harbaugh, Mark Andrews, the uh, one of the top tight ends in the league, Lamar Jackson's favorite target for years now in Baltimore, suffered a serious ankle injury. It looks like he's going to be done for the year. So that's a bad blow for the Baltimore Ravens. And then you transition over to the Joe Burrow injury and just sort of the speculation that maybe Joe Burrow went into that game, although he wasn't on the injury report, but maybe he went into that game with some sort of an issue with his right wrist because he was seen on a video of them getting off the plane wearing some sort of a brace or a sleeve on his right hand. So, again, nowhere to be found on the injury report. Uh, You know, you've got Zach Taylor afterwards just saying quickly, uh, first I had ever seen of it, I don't know anything about it. And you've got a bunch of people speculating as to whether or not the league's going to have a conversation with Cincinnati about what they knew about this injury prior to the game. Uh I think that's – yeah, uh uh-oh. The the tough part (laughs) as a player is, you know, some guys, you know, you'll hide injuries your whole entire time as a player from your own team and you do it because you're never in a situation where you feel security or comfortable with your contract and your situation there that's just the reality of the nfl most contracts are like that joe burrow's not in that situation he's i think he's different in the sense of he came into the season playing banged up he wants to play for his team he wants to he knows how important it is for him to play on this team in order for them to have a chance to win I think that's pretty clear. It's pretty evident. In this case, the tough thing is now the Bengals organization is going to get in trouble. I mean, there was video evidence. Clearly, he was wearing some sort of brace on his right wrist. It was hard to tell if it was his thumb or or what they were trying to protect or immobilize and and give time for rest. But clearly, when he got in the game, I know one time they pointed out in the broadcast that way he fell on it kind of, but... It looked like something that was bothering him coming into it. Yeah. And obviously it's it's something that's going to take some time to potentially even – I hate to speculate and say surgery, but the way he was gripping that football and trying to warm up and he couldn't really even get through his throw, it, it makes you think that there's something for sure more there that could keep him out the rest of the season. Yeah, I saw what you guys saw. I mean, I, I would love to try to justify it differently and say may have been the way he fell down on it. Maybe they were doing some, you know, just proactive measures. Like, there are guys that do proactive rehab. You know, you, Q, you know, we know about yeah, the guys prehab. that. 
they're prehabbers. And I mean, prehabbers are really like kind of like OCD brain type people. You know, they use a different part of their brain. And they they like, hey, buddy, have you ever tried this cream? Hey, have you ever tried this pill? Listen, this supplement here, it'll help you. Hey, man, look here. You got to ice it this time. You got to go jump in the ice bath. Like you have guys that do rollers like like beyond belief how often they roll themselves out like there are some people that do certain things they'll wear compression pants and and socks on the flights to to their game i mean it is the wildest thing to see somebody who's a prehabber i mean so in my mind do you feel like you should be doing that sometimes though did you ever watch them and go man i should be doing that you know i mean them dudes had long careers some of them some of them had some upset. pretty long careers. And they probably I mean, feel good yeah, right I mean, now. Probably so. They probably do. They prob- And they're probably still prehabbing. You know, they, they, they're probably <laughs> still in that regiment of how they take care of their bodies. So I, I don't know Joe Burrow. So I don't know what what the scenario was but it was like the first thing i started thinking was okay you you can show that he had like something on his wrist but he might have been he might be a prehabber he might have had like a, a red laser on him you know like the little red laser that he might have had a portable tinge unit on or something like that where he just <laughs> wants to make sure list. i don't know great I'm, I'm just thinking i was trying because to me i don't understand your best player if he's if he's injured to the point of where he's coming into the game and he had to leave out injured, why would you not have? It just doesn't add up to not have him on well, your injury report. I, I, I would put it this way: as the player, I wouldn't want as a quarterback people to know about any injuries that I'm dealing with because Absolutely. I don't. Because I'm vulnerable. Like I, I'm a sitting duck back there. I, I don't want you to to think I'm less mobile. I don't want you to think that. You know, I've got any sort of issue that would impact ball security. I want to hide everything I can from anyone out there because as a quarterback, you really are the most vulnerable out there. You're a sitting duck. You're waiting to get hit. So for that reason, it's why I wouldn't want to share anything with anyone. On top of it, I, I wouldn't even want my team to know about it for future negotiations, depending on my contract situation. So there, there's a, I can think of a lot of reasons why the player wouldn't want it. The team, though, they're the ones that's going to face the penalty or fine, depending on whatever comes from that. And even furthermore, we'll see where where Burrow's at. But it's I do love the fact you just listed off almost every single thing that uh, I'm trying trying to think what oh prehabbers man. He's not lying, Jonas. They've got a diet like you too. Everything to the T is messed up. I mean, that's no way to live, though. All right. Don't you want to just get out there and, you know, you're taking so much time worrying about. I, like, I feel like there's a lot of people that do make up um, the prehab world now, even off the football field. You know, like, I feel like there was a lot of prehabbers post COVID out there, uh, a lot of people that kind of went in that direction. And uh, I just feel like that's no way to live there's life. still a personally. lot of prehabbers with yeah, COVID right yeah, now, they're man. Definitely I just are. took a flight yeah. last night. Yeah, are they still mask it masking up. Masking up, oh, masking up hard. Hey. And like, why I ain't gonna down. lie, I had a mask on. I Did had you a really? Mask on. <laughs> yeah. It was like a five-hour flight. I had a mask on. Really? Yeah. Just, just, just because I was, I was going to sleep, and I just put a mask on. I just, I don't know why. I don't know. <gasps> it was something but new. I tried something down new. Their seats and tray, like everything. Yeah, I know. You know I know. I know. It all. I do that too. I um, do that too. So here's here's. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the You're a prehab guy. You're a prehab guy, Lamar. I'm a prehabber. Here's the part that I do find funny about this, because you know the usual suspects in the media are going to get a hold of this today and go, oh, my God, this is a disgrace. They're not being uh, clear and transparent. Uh, this, you know, with uh, the, the NFL's relationship with gambling companies now, that's why the injury report existed in the first place and blah, 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 blah. Do you really think that degenerate gamblers around the country – are going to just now not gamble on the NFL and you're going to lose their money because Joe Burrow may or may not have had a wrist injury before the game. Do you really think they're going to say, no, we, we can't trust this league, we're out? When the NBA had their Tim Donahue crap that the NBA kind of kept quiet because they had a TV deal they were ready to sign and they didn't want this stuff coming out, do you think gamblers were like, I'm never betting on the NBA again? My ass. They're going to keep gambling because it's what they do. They're degenerate gamblers. So the idea that this is... I, I would venture to guess, 
and Brady, you kind of alluded to this, and you guys have mentioned this before. How many games in your career did you go in Everyone. with no injury whatsoever? Everyone. Like, like there's yeah. not there's not one game, and you're not on the injury report every week. Like it's like nobody's on the injury report every single week. If you so the idea that Cincinnati did something wrong, like Jacksonville's getting heat because Trevor Lawrence has got a knee injury that they're both him and Doug Peterson are saying, yeah, I'm dealing with a knee injury now, but they haven't really been as clear or transparent about it on the injury report. It's like these one-off scenarios. People pretend like this is a plague in the league. If you want to do a deep dive on it all, guys are injured all the time and they're not on the injury report. Everyone's banged up this time of year. Like, everyone's dealing with something this time of year. It's just, it's a violent sport, how it works. I mean, it's probably no different than a, than a UFC match in the sense of if you're going into that fight and you had an injury while sparring or injury in camp, you don't want the opponent to know about it. Like, it's a big purse. You probably need the money. You're not going to sit there and be like, well, I'm not going to do this, but you're surely not going to make it publicized. And, you know, fights get bet on all the time. And I think in some instances, maybe there's a little, you know, it feels suspect. But, I mean, last night was an example, too. Because I think when you make that argument, it also takes away from looking at what Baltimore did. And Baltimore was pretty darn dominant, you know, darn dominant last night. And I, I, I kind of look at it and say, that's really been the story of the Bengals' season so far this year. Yeah, We have not seen them be able to put together the type of game – Outside of that little four-game stretch they had, we haven't really been able to see them put together the type of game, you know, that that reminds you of like, oh yeah, this team's going to go on a run, they're going to make it to a Super Bowl and potentially win a Super Bowl. It just has not been their year, you know. Either Burrow's been banged up and the offense got off to a slow start while the defense was trying to help them carry them. They had a nice string of like high offensive production. You now see what this team looks like without T. Higgins, and it's a different element. You know, when, when he's not able to be out there as, as, as part of one of those pass catchers next to Chase and Boyd, they showed a lot on the broadcast last night. Jamar Chase has been playing press man-to-man coverage as much as anyone. And it's not that he can't get open versus it, but I think any, you know, any wide receiver will tell you it's a lot harder when you got someone up in your grill every single time and you're trying to run a route. Your timing is off. It's going to change the route you're supposed to run sometimes. And, and it's going to be harder to get you an accurate football because – the way your routes impact is going to impact Joe Burrow or Jake Browning in this case last night and the way he's trying to throw you the football because now that spot's going to be different. We used to say, like, if we're throwing a nine-yard stop, which is at throwing at nine yards, you know, that's what the receiver's going to stop. He's going to come back down to his, you know, downfield you know, shoulder. You're going to put the ball right there. His ball should be out before he even gets to, it, to nine yards. If it's for his press man-to-man, he might be, like, two yards shorter depending on you know, what the rules are with that wide receivers coach in that offense. So it's just so much stuff changes. And I, I just, I don't know. I mean, last night was an example of, I thought a dominant performance by Baltimore. Baltimore looks to be the class of that conference, excuse me, division. And, and maybe even the conference, depending on how Baltimore continues to play from here. I mean, they can run the ball and their defense is good. I mean, even Jadevian Clowney's having a good year. Like, he, he's all of a sudden he's, popped he, yeah, up. He's been pretty consistent as a player. I just think everyone always attributed, like, his success to sacks. And as an edge rusher, I get it. That's how a lot of the guys are, are made and remembered. But he's been a solid all-around player as far as playing against the run, doing his job, like doing little things. He gets batted down passes, too. Like he's done all that for a long time. He's been a very, very good player. It's just, again, it's not like, the, hey, he's not leading the league in sacks this year. And I think that's unfortunately what people expected when he was drafted. And, and- to, to the running game, through the Keaton Mitchell addition, I mean, how good is he? Yeah, he's just so quick and so fast change in of space. Pace. Like, it, it, it's a change of pace. It's it's like that you know one two punch or having that that fastball with some sort of changeup with the way their backs run. So I like I know they want to throw the football with Todd Munkin and the receivers they've got and some of that downfield ability, but they still can run against pretty much anyone. It feels. And like. by the way, the holding call on Odell Beckham on the Zay Flowers touchdown oh, was egregious. That, that like, I don't I don't get it. Like, what is the league doing with this? I don't get it. Like, we need to move to a point. I know you and I and, and LeVar have talked about it. Like, having it throughout the game where you can challenge and make it reviewable, that's one of those that you go, yeah, you'd probably have that one back. Is that not a textbook picture-perfect block by a wide receiver? Like, that's I, as I, good I as it, it gets. 
Yeah, and and and, and Zay Flowers, like you saw, you got a glimpse of Zay Flowers, like what he can do and why they drafted him, and then it gets called back, and you could just see John, John Harbaugh's lips, and he and he's like, "That's such effing BS," because he just knew that was crap, like that was a, that was an awful call. And I'll also say this just about the Bengals. There's a reason why the percentages are what they are in NFL history when you start off 0-2 or whatever it is and you don't make the playoffs. Don't say Because your margin for error is so small after that. So a game like this, you could lose this game and it's like, yeah, it's a division game, that's rough, but a short week, it's understandable. But the game last week against the Texans was the one they're going to look back on that was the fork in the road for where they were going to go in the season. And now you're looking up at the lights going – yeah, it's over. Like they're 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 just not making the playoffs. Like it's not it's happening. Closing time. Yep, it's unfortunate. It's, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and look, that's that was my that's my Super Bowl pick, man. And I feel like you're you're bearing it a little bit early. All right, crazy things can happen. But uh, I want to see what the odds are on them to make the play. If you had to guess right now what the odds are on the Bengals to make the playoffs, courtesy plus, of our friends at DraftKings. Oh, at this this point in the season, plus four hundred. Because okay, um, think about it, Houston's going to have the tiebreaker over them. You're now talking about wild card spots, although Houston might end up winning the AFC South division. But you start looking at some of the teams that they've got to compete with for that. I mean, they've got three teams in the AFC North right now that are slated to be in the AFC you know, division, or excuse me, conference for playoffs. Plus 165. Way off. Yeah. Man, I'm not going to handicap it with that. But uh, a minus 205 for the no. I would actually say there's some better value on the no than there is. Uh, you're only betting about two to one on that. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say no on the Cincinnati Bengals. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, and you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We should point this out. A quick little uh, programming note here, because people think they've got everybody on this show figured out. And if you were somebody listening to this show for the past couple of years and you just assumed, hey, we got to read on Lead to Laugh. We know exactly what he is and who he is. There's been a development in the saga of Lead to Laugh. Uh, Lee is now turned into a degenerate horse Uh-oh. gambler. Uh, oh, on in the studio right now, we have uh, TVG, the horse racing yes. channel. And Lee, what a great station. Lee is about to, uh, he has got some interest in what's co- what's going to be, I believe this is the fifth race in Bahrain. Uh, two minutes to post. Lee, who you betting on? And Lee's. <laughs> Still taking a look. I'm kind of jumping around here. I was yeah, that sounds at, like a good plan. I was looking at a race in France first, but now that I've got a TVG up, like uh, you know, I, it, it feels like you got this figured out, Lee. And that's just my, yeah, just for my two cents, listening to you for the past. Oh yeah, yeah I got a, uh, I got the last place horse yesterday. So I think I, uh, I think there's a prop on that, right? You could, get, you could bet on the last place horse. The question oh, wow. is, did you bet on the last horse? I did, I did bet on the last horse. So, <laughs> so wait, did that's so you won? You, you got something? I hope so. Yeah, I, I got a learning lesson. What do you mean you what hope I got. so? I, I learned something. That's you know, that's the moral. Hold of the on, story. how do you place a bet? For a horse to go last and then not know if you won anything. <laughs> I was kidding. I didn't place it. I placed it to win place or show, but uh, yeah, he, he finished last place. So yeah. Why well, so you mean you were kidding? A terrible gambler. Yeah. I am a terrible gambler. That's why I don't gamble. Lee, I would say if I'm looking at this right now, just looking at the board. All right, so we had a we had a change in the odds on the. I mean, the seven horse is the favorite. Uh, the one horse is the co-favorite. I mean, I would take the one horse. You're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a little bit more back for your bang or bang for your buck there with the with the one horse. Yeah. So we will. Yeah. Uh, two, I'll I'm put cool. two on it. And, and win play show. And by the way, I got five on it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Gosh. is his name now Live Bet Lesus? Uh, since Live Bet Jesus no shows uh, our program because you guys make fun of him every time he appears. Like, we no, it's getting... because he loses his bets. Oh, All right, that's why. I, he, and again, yes. like, I don't know why we have to. By take the way, Son here. of Man, two dollars on Son of Man from Ireland. That's the one horse. Yep, and it's from Ireland. Yep. Son wow. Let's go. Wow, he's not gonna get distracted by a beer or something. <laughs> Man, yeah. nobody brings you live horse racing from Bahrain like this show yeah. does. That's right. <laughs> make it rain in Bahrain. Man, I, I, first oh of all. My God. The, the fact that you could actually do this just shows you the options for entertainment in this country that we have at our hands and our fingertips right now. They're, like, How could anybody ever be bored? Like, Make it rain and Bahrain. Make it rain and Bahrain. <laughs> You're an idiot. I almost went with Zoom wow. Zoom out of Great Britain. Okay. Um, all right, so we'll keep you posted on uh, whether or not Lead the Lap uh, wins some horse race in Bahrain right now. Uh, nothing like betting on the ponies in the Middle East. That's always fun. All right, so it is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you know, since the Deshaun Watson injury took place, people have decided to go ahead and revisit just how the whole trade went down between the Texans and the Cleveland Browns. And as it stands right now, and listen, you know, still to be determined, but as it stands right now, would you say that the Texans fleeced the Cleveland Browns? Would that be the proper term to use here? Like, would you guys say kind of owned them? I mean, I'm not saying that. Bamboozled. like Bamboozled? Very good. Whoa. Look, you can't control injuries, right? Um, Oh, it winked. so, so, So we'll see how things go. I mean, this is essentially, there was an interesting article that was written yesterday and this was essentially what they were kind of laying out. So 
in exchange for Deshaun Watson, also a 2024 fifth-round pick, which was part of that deal. It gets lost in the shuffle, but it was part of that deal. So we'll see in next year's draft who that is. Um, the Houston Texans received first-round picks in 2022, last year, 2023, this year's draft, and 2024, along with a 2023 third-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick, okay? So in exchange for Watson, the $230 million and a fifth-round pick, this is what the Texans have gotten so far. Last year, they took offensive guard Kenyon Green. All right, he's been a good player for them in the first round. This year's first-round pick went to edge rusher Will Anderson out of uh, Alabama, who's solid player so far. And then this year's third-round pick has been Tank Dell, who's arguably one of the best targets uh, for C.J. Stroud so far in his phenomenal rookie year. So next year, they've got a first-round pick as well as a, um, a, f- a excuse me, fourth-round pick, I believe, unless I type that. It's either fourth or fifth. Now I'm looking at my notes. I'm not sure which. But I think the general point is if you're looking at what the Houston Texans got from this, this is going to feel a little bit like the trade for, was it RG3 and the bounty that the Rams got versus what Washington got in that case of picks? And remember how you used to get like a bunch of – you know, players that they took from that, you know, that trade up from the draft or on the Rams. Now, I think in the end, neither team ultimately, you know, really won. But I think most teams feel like when they get more picks, more players, they have a better shot at being more successful, that strategy. But it is kind of interesting when you look at where the Texans are now, arguably, you know, second in the AFC South, but a chance to maybe go win it this year, currently in, a, in, the, in the playoffs if it started today. And then where they could could potentially go with next year's first round pick, and another pick later on. Um, they've done they've done well drafting so far, and they've put themselves in a spot to be competitive for years. Yeah, I, I look at it and I go, I think I think the Houston Texans got it. My bad, I didn't mean to jump. No, in no, on, but no, I it's think, all good. I think you got to go with the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah, because in the end, you got rid of a major contract that Deshaun Watson was carrying and you were able to move on for, for good or for bad, you were able to move on from a large contract with a guy that didn't want to be there. And they found a trade recipient. That's, that's, that's what I would say is because they were able to find a partner and unload Deshaun Watson and get from underneath that, that contract, if I understand it right, because I don't, I don't understand contracts a hundred percent all the way. But I well, would say, they, in my they, estimation, they that would be why they came out on top. They didn't get from out underneath the contract. When Watson got there, they restructured and gave him that contract. So, I mean, technically, they got out of the old right, contract, but it was still a big they, He had just. You're right. The old one. Right. Not the new one. Not the new one. He still had a very, very large contract that he had just signed for in Houston. Yeah. I I think short term, short short term, you almost would say, like, not only did they get out from underneath it with a player that he, but which, by the way, I mean, regardless of what took place off the field, he said before, he didn't want to play there anyway. He didn't want to play for a Kyle McNear on team. So it it didn't look like that was going to work out anyway. So not only did they get out from underneath the contract, but they didn't have to pay him this contract, one that really the Browns can't get out from until 2027. And the cap hits are significant in the coming years. So from the, at least I guess the cap perspective, you'd say Houston's in a better spot, given that they've got their franchise quarterback of the future in CJ Stroud, even though that wasn't part of the deal, but it still opened it up to them taking a quarterback because they needed one, as opposed to, you know, sticking to a bigger contract and Watson. And then you've got, three picks so far that are all starters, all impactful players so far. Uh, so it, it will be interesting to see how this works out moving forward. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, Jonas, I, I know we've talked about this in the past. Like, this was always the comparison for the St. Louis Rams and Washington based on that trade. And yeah. in comparing, like, all those players that, you know, St. Louis was able to get from trading out of that spot – uh, with Washington when they traded up to take RG3. Now, uh, yeah, it's funny you bring up RG3. Did you know that uh, you know RG3 is kind of floating around still? I don't know if you guys were aware of that, but uh, that the book deal, that apparently that has not gone through. Uh, we were still working and efforting on finishing that book. But you know, RG3 did, uh, did kind of throw his name in the hat 
did kind of let everybody know, like if the Cleveland Browns need a quarterback, if they need somebody to kind of help out the situation there in Cleveland, uh, pick me. Let's listen to the campaign starring RG3. The Browns should sign me as their starting quarterback, and here's why. One, at 33 years old, I understand the game better than I ever have in my entire career. I know how to slide, and I know when to slide, and that was a huge issue in my eight years in the NFL. But I've learned. I've learned from my mistakes, and I'm ready to showcase that I can get it done. But here's the thing. Deshaun Watson went 14 for 14 in the second half against the Baltimore Ravens, and he used his legs to go out and scramble and extend plays. Of those 14 passes, there weren't really any of them that you would say were $230 million worthy passes. All they needed him to do was manage the game because of them dogs they got over there on defense, starting with Miles Garrett. Well, guess what? I didn't do that. I can go out there and manage a game for the Cleveland Browns and help them go on the Super Bowl run that they want to go on. But here's the second thing. I still run a 4-3-40, people, and I can throw the football 80 yards. I train every week like an NFL football player so I could be ready for moments just like this. So they need to hit my line. And the third thing is, for me, if Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to be their guy and they don't bring me in to be the starter, then they should bring me in to be the backup so I can help him in the same ways that I helped Lamar Jackson. I learned six offenses in eight years in the NFL. Nobody wants to talk about it, but learning a new offense has never been a problem for me. And I can help DTR with his decision-making, when to make certain plays, and truly to understand what he has to do as a quarterback with a defense like that on the other side of the football. Man, what a tool. Nope. Good God. Wow. You got to be wow. kidding me. Let, let me say this. I mean, yeah, bring him wow. in, sign him up. I mean, they're obviously looking for veteran guys. He, he spent some time in Cleveland, so he knows the landscape. I, I just – I find it interesting um, that – I mean, obviously, RG3 has had a lot to say sometimes about stuff. So I'm not going to be a person who points out the fact that he completely has belittled the best half of football that Sean Watson had during his time in Cleveland so far. He belittled by, everybody on the roster at quarterback. Which is interesting. Like, yeah, I want you to sign me, but I'm going to belittle not only the starter <laughs> in his best half of football, playing gutsy and bringing you back to a win, but also why P.J. Walker apparently isn't <laughs> no, relevant because he knows more football than P.J. Which <laughs> I, I, Look, he's, he played longer than P.J. so far, and, and maybe he does. Maybe you can help him in that case. Or that he needs to be a, you know in, in there for DTR instead. Like, I just – not the necessarily the way you'd want to enter into a roster. Um, like what? But, look, I, I'd love to see it. I, I've, always, I've always said this, like – if if guys are, are sitting there, you know, wanting to get back in and play, wanting for the opportunity, whoever it may be, yeah, throw them in there. Let's go. Let's see what it looks like. Like I, like it, it's all fun to talk about. I honestly didn't know if this was real or not when it first came out. Like I don't know if it was like a deep, some sort a of deep fake skit. or something. <laughs> not even a, not even a deep fake. I thought it, like it might have been a skit or something, or, or maybe something they were doing for like a I podcast agree. or a show. I agree with that. That's what I thought initially. But it seems like he, he really wants it, so sign him up. Let's. And the other thing is, like, it's almost like he th- he spits in the face of like Andrew Barry too, for what not giving him a call or not like like he's got your number. Like they know who you are. Like if they want you, they'll call. I, I, yeah. I mean, Lavar. I mean, this is your guy. So what's going and on? By the here? way, I hope he doesn't get like sensitive about people commenting on. It. It's like you put it out there. Once you put something out there like this, it's open for anyone and everyone to say whatever they feel. And like, pe- and if he's going to be upset about like people being critical about it, it's like, well, that's kind of on you, man. Like, no one asked you to, to do that. It's like, just you're advertising. RG3 like, like, you could just call the team. You could call Stefanski. You could all. call Andrew Barry. I'm sure you could get their numbers and make that happen if you're like, hey, man, let's just bring me in for work. I don't tell anyone, you know, and let's see what I can do. But that's not the point. The point is, is to put it out there so that everyone can hear it. Like he made it very clear. Like, why do why does no one talk about what RG3 did for for Lamar Jackson? Like, because nobody cares. I mean, that that would be the reason why nobody is talking about what you did for Lamar Jackson and other things that you've done at this point, because nobody cares. I mean, once you're done, you're done. And that's just generally how it happens for everybody that plays. But, I, you know, that that's I mean, 
I'm with you, Q. Give him a chance. <laughs> see what he can do. I mean, I would say that's this isn't this isn't as laughable if if it was Kaepernick doing it at this point. No. I mean, <laughs> there is some legitimacy here to it. What what's what's laugh laughable is the lack of self awareness that he doesn't like in in the whole process because it's edited. It's it's on RG three and the ones. Uh, that's that's the credit here. It's edited. It's put together. He's being serious. And at no point during the process does he realize, okay, I'm basically driving a bus over Deshaun Watson. I'm driving a bus over P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Please sign me. Like, there's just at no point that, that entered into his mind. Like, it blows my mind that, that's, that this is the thought process for him. But, hey. That's it's RG3. a unique way of doing it, man. It's, it's a different <laughs> route to get there. I mean, he look, he spent a year in Cleveland. Okay. He spent time in Baltimore. He knows the AFC North division, which I think is important because you got to know the brand and style of football and the weather and throwing those conditions. So, like I said, I mean, it's been, what, a few years? What was the last season? What, 2020? I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> sign him up. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Let's make Let's it happen. Let's go. Let's yeah. make it happen. All right. That'll be uh... – a chapter uh, umpteen in his book uh, will it's be a bold his, strategy. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it works out. Uh, it is. Too- say, is this going to get in the way of the book? You think? I don't know. Like I, now, it's going to delay just it another even chapter. Yeah, it's just I del- think it's another chapter. Yeah, it's still still being right. written. It's uh, it's going to delay it even longer. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know who else is a part of ah, Amazon? Very nice. Uh, Carissa Thompson. She's a part of uh, Amazon. She's the host of uh, the coverage on Thursday nights for Amazon Prime. And uh, people are not happy with her. They are not happy with uh, something that she said. This was on uh, Pardon My Take. Uh, She talked about her time as a sideline reporter in the NFL. So let's take it away. 
and I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop. Uh, hurting ourselves. We needed to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. Now, that, yeah, but what if that's not what's going on? Well, but that's the problem. Now, uh, people are very very upset. Uh, they feel like they've been bamboozled. Uh, you had uh, <laughs> sideline reporters who went to social media and talked about. Yeah how this damages their reputation and how hard they work uh, to on their craft. And all of that is fair. I mean, I know this. I'm probably still going to keep watching the NFL. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that this is going to deter me from watching the NFL. So it feels like the over a bit of an overreaction from people uh, taking shots at Carissa Thompson over this. Let me say this, because um, I've, I've been around Carissa. I've worked around Carissa. I would say this. She is extremely talented and great at her job like as a host in a production meeting you know and a lot of people don't really know what that means a production meeting is where you're going to find out what you're going to talk about in a show and i've found carissa to be probably the best that i've ever sat in a room and listened to the producers the talent everyone talk about what they're trying to talk about and she does an incredible job and I think she came up through the producing side, so she kind of gets it from that perspective. But she does a credible job of knowing what needs to be said and how the talent wants to get there, how to get them there, and what the producers are looking for and what viewers are looking for. Like, she's been incredibly successful in her job and career for a reason. And so from a professional standpoint, like, she, to me, is, is one of the best at what she does. Now, she's not really doing sideline reporting, which is a bit – you know, odd that everyone's, you know, all of a sudden drawing a big issue with this um, and not taking away from the fact that you obviously shouldn't do that. But this also isn't something that if you listen to the podcast, because I'm sure many people who chimed in on social media only heard the clip and she, they probably don't listen to Carissa and Aaron's podcast all the time. And not that I do either, but in this particular case, I went back and listened to more of it than just the part of my take clip to be able to hear other instances and I just say this, like, it's not like she did that all the time. Like, everyone, it went from it being, hey, I've done this before, to, oh, every report was fabricated. Like, wh- why is our society like that? We're like, one little thing here or there. And, and people who are coming out of the woodwork, it's like, okay, let me ask you this. Did you ever at some point maybe fib or make something up or lie to someone because you weren't quite where you wanted to be or weren't quite doing what you are supposed to be doing or the dog ate your homework? Like, I feel like we're so easy to look at someone and be like, oh, well, they're wrong. That's wrong. They should be fired or, or whatever they want to say with that. And yet we never look in the mirror. I, so I sit there and look at it and just say, should she have done that? No. Is it tough when you're on live television and your producer's asking you for a rapport and you're supposed to be telling everyone what the head coach said? Yeah. I mean, in part, that's on a little bit of the producer. Because if she's hitting him back saying, hey, the coach isn't coming out – he needs to say, well, then hey, we're canning this. Now, the problem is the formatics of any live game. They'll tell you that, like, that's what they want. They want to hear what the co- one coach said going into the locker room, one coach said going out of it, and how it usually works. The winning coach goes going into the locker room. The losing coach gets it coming out of the locker room, usually how it works. And so if you can't get one of those two guys, it's going to reflect poorly on her, meaning she can't do her job. And she, she was saying stuff that, like, wasn't overly punitive. Like she, was, and she kind of admitted to that, how she'd phrase it. But she didn't do it all the time. And so I'm not trying to make light of it because in reality, if she was doing that, she probably should have told anyone she was doing that. But she should have never done it in the first place. But it's also not something where people need to be calling for a job or, or just standing on the soapbox taking a grandstand about it. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous the way our society reacts to stuff like this. Like, calm down. She's not perfect. You're not perfect. Relax, all right? Like, we're still going to watch the NFL. And I think – one of the uh, sorry to interrupt, but one of the examples that she gave is she asked a coach, you know, what sort of adjustments are you going to make for the second half, whatever it was, and the and I think the coach responded with, "That perfume smells really nice." It's like, so what is she supposed to do? You know, a couple minutes into the second half, let's go down to Carissa for an update from the sideline. 
Well, he liked my Isimiyaki uh, perfume, and uh, you know that's what we got here for the second half. Back to you guys. No, so she was like, "All right, he well, said I can't... he wanted to kiss me. Like, I can't go on the air with I that. So what do you, you want me to do? Can I kiss you right I now? I mean, but <laughs> she could, she could have just aired the coach out, you know, or made those. But right. like, I just feel like people ran with this because they just want something to be outraged about. They can't help it every day. You know what they needs like to? People like easy targets. And obviously, Chris is incredibly successful, and she's you know not going to fire back at someone, right? And so people like fights that where they can poke fun or they can say stuff because they know that she's probably above all of it. She's not going to give it the time of day. She's already at the top, you know, of, of her career and what she's doing. And so, you know, it's a bunch of people. Who, there's probably some who are envious, probably some who are jealous. There's probably some who are saying, well, you know, if I did that in my career, I would never, you know, be able to keep – for starters, one, like, she's not doing that job anymore. So, like, what are we talking about? Like, we're acting like she's she's down there. Like, and you're not that. her. Like, and, 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 yeah, and she's, not, she's her. not her. Right. Yeah, you're not her. Like, some people can do what they do because of what you said earlier. They're just great at what they're doing. Right. When you've done when you've had a whole lot of reps and you've got a lot of experience, you learn how to fudge it sometimes. That's just what it is. It's part of it. People have had to, to adapt and to adjust and at live in more than one instance, such as the one she's using. While it isn't, it is not something that you should make a habit of doing. She's basically saying she's for what is worth. This is how I read it. You're basically saying I'm professional enough to still give a, a generalized vanilla approach to what needs to be done when I didn't get the cooperation. I need it to do my job done. She ain't got to apologize for that. And you don't need to sit there and think that you're her and you're not getting no opportunities and you wouldn't be able to get away with it. You're right. You're right. So live with it. But that doesn't mean she's not great at what she does. She's climbed to the top because she is great at what she does. She was at Big Ten Network. She's done. She's been around a really long time. I love it when people pay their dues. When you've been in this business a long time and you can see, oh, wait, you go back six, seven, eight, nine, ten years and they were doing smaller jobs, local jobs, you know, different things like that, that you didn't know anything about. But you think this is an overnight uh, success story for a lot of these people that put in the time and the effort. Like, I don't I don't have a problem with her coming out and saying it. Let's just take this on a grander scheme too. like in, in the world that we live in now. Okay, knowing what we know about our, our, you know, sports, obviously, and and news information and how we get it like this is the hill you're going to die on. Like this was the final straw of misinformation or news or something that bothered you. Like, really? Like this is that time where you really want to throw a fit about someone who's like, yeah, I made up and and said something kind of generic. And honestly, like it almost sounds like at times she was protecting the people either because of what they said or they weren't, you know, coming out. And, and maybe she's got a personal relationship. And she's like, yeah, they're not going to say anything anyway. But, like, this is you. the hill. Thank you, Joe. This is the hill you're willing to die on with everything else that's it, out there it, it, and the it, way media is handled? Are we serious? It's also – so, like, I saw some – you know, I'm not going to, you know, name names, but sideline reporters who were, like, you know, some of the comments. Because people – one of the, the go-tos after this story came out was, oh, big deal. Uh, nobody cares about the sideline reporters anyways. Like, me personally – I think Kaylee Hartung does a great job on Thursday Night Football. Like their side, Salters. yes. Like there's, Pam, there's a lot of them. Pam they, Oliver, they all Pam, Jenny, Pam Jenny Taft, Oliver, they do with. great job. Je- Jenny, Jenny Taft, they're, they're, they do great and job. Jenny Taft is awesome, and yeah. but there is this sense of, at a certain point, we also have to acknowledge, like we're all spokes in the wheel. We're not the wheel, and, and the league is still going to be here, and it's still going to go forward. People are going to say what they want to say, and they're going to dismiss and discredit what you do. It doesn't mean that you have to just be outraged and put more of a value on. Everything we do has a value, but at the end of the day, people are going to watch these games regardless. I don't look at what Carissa Thompson said as, oh, my God, this is just making a mockery of the entire that portion of the business. No, it's a portion of the business that still has value, and if people are going to throw some shade on the profession, screw it. Ignore them, don't read the comments, and just do your job. That's all you can do. But too many people get upset about this stuff. Too worked up. It's about. it's it's odd the things that people get worked up about too, and like all the different things I've seen on it. When I'm like, you, you know how hard it is. 
by the way, for sideline reporters to get anything into a broadcast, you know how hard it is? Like, they get a they get a pregame hit, and then they – I mean, I'm not saying they're hoping for an injury, but if there's an injury, like, that's their time to shine. They're down there. They're on the field. They can see it. They can give you a, a on-the-field view of it. And outside of that, you're going to get the coach going in, the coach coming out, and then maybe if it's a blowout, you get some good stories that come along with it or maybe another story, but, like, that's it. That's all you get. And so when that's, like, your only opportunity – and if a team's coach isn't compliant with it or he's not even willing to go out there and say anything, like, what do you think someone's going to do? I mean, honestly, like, it, there, she was, she's put in a tough spot in some of those instances. And, again, everyone acts like it's every single time. It was a few times. I just it, – it's crazy to me where people seem to get outraged with certain things. And this is one that it's just not worth it, folks. I'm do, sorry. Do you think RG3 will campaign for her job too? Uh, do you think it's that's possible. happen or – it's, it's possible now, though. Don't okay. get it twisted. All it's right. on the sideline. Right. The closer sure. he can get, you know, that's that's strategic. He can run a 4-3, <laughs> so <laughs> he can run true. down the sideline <laughs> with the plays and do. Yes, that is true. Uh, he, he will list his you know, credentials. He could do, he could do his sideline analysis while he's running down the field and showing, like, look at this, guys. I'm faster than the guy running the ball to get this touchdown. <laughs> you should sign me. You know, one of those type deals. Coach, I saw you guys struggled in the two-minute drill. You know, I happen to be a 75% completion percentage in the two-minute drill in my time. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, it feels like RG3 could fit that role, too. I mean, there's nothing he can't there do. There you go. Yeah, there's nothing he can't do. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.